0: some action. I don't even want to tell you something I don't believe myself because I'd be a liar. I don't want to be a liar. My God ain't no liar. So I don't want to tell you something I don't believe myself. I don't want to tell you I'm all right or you all right and deep down inside I know I ain't all right. Oh you all right. You gotta make it. Trust God. Then you go home and say baby I don't know what we're gonna do. You better call somebody. You took me out of my father's house. you supposed to take care of me. And then somebody called you. God got it. Then you turn around in the same breath. I don't know what we're going to do. We need some money. You better go find some money. Who's that speaking? That ain't the kingdom. Come on, y'all. Let's quit our mess. Let's quit our mess. Until you get it, don't be telling people something you ain't got. Quit telling people something you ain't grab hold to yourself. Quit laying hands on people and praying for them and you don't even pray for yourself. Come on, we got to be raised up in the kingdom of God. This is why we're teaching the mind, dealing with your mind. Your mind controls your body. And I want to tell you something. Our bodies are so confused in this place, we don't know which way to go. One minute we're telling our body we heal. The next minute we're telling our body you're sick. Then the next minute, no, you heal, No, you're sick. Then the body say, I don't know what to do. Then you're telling yourself that you have money. Next minute, I ain't got no money. Come on, your body is so confused. But when you keep telling your body the same thing and don't be like a windshield wiper, your body is going to do what you're saying. Don't you know that God created you that way? Your body ain't going to do no more than what you tell it to do because you are spirit which have a soul, that live in the earth suit, which is your body. If you never think about nothing, your body ain't going to do nothing. If you're lazy, your body is going to be, if you think lazy, your body ain't going to get out the bed. God is going somewhere. Let's see where you're going. Go with me to Matthew, the 12th chapter. Y'all I ain't playing. I'm tired of a tow up church. Mm. Come on. It's time for us to get it right. If we're going to be about his business, let's be about his business. Let's look at Matthew chapter 12. Oh, I hear my spirit. I know, but I hear this. If you know, do what you know. Don't say, you know, and you ain't doing what you know. Speak, Holy Ghost, speak. Matthew, the 12th chapter. Verse 25. Matthew 12, 25. It's hot up in here, y'all. Hot up in here. It's going to get hotter. Hallelujah. You might as well turn on them fans. Hallelujah. Because you know when you get angry, you begin to blow smoke. Matthew 12, 25. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom, divided against itself is brought to desolation and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. Let me say this again. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. I want to talk about a divided kingdom, a divided kingdom, We have been talking about last Sunday being kingdom-minded. And in order to be kingdom-minded, we're going to have to set our affections, our mind on things above and not on things of this earth. We have to understand that we are in this world, but we're not of this world. So we don't do like this world does. We don't um, carry ourselves the way the world carries themselves. So when you become born again, that means born from above and not from this earth, you need to at that point begin to renew your mind based upon the kingdom that you're from. You need to learn the laws of that kingdom. You need to learn God's way of doing things. This is why God say, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That means his way of doing things and all of these things shall be added unto you. Do you not know the reason why we don't have all of these things added unto us? It's because we're not seeking. We're not aiming for. We're not striving for. striving after kingdom. We're supposed to be seeking, setting our affection. Set mean when you got your mind set on something, it's set and nobody can move it. That means that everything we do is referencing the kingdom. So when we hang around certain folks, they recognize you're not from here because we're not doing the things that the world is doing there should be a change even when they sit beside you and you don't even open your mouth they can feel the peace of God that's just coming from you they will say I didn't feel like this until you sat down well how are you feeling I feel so much peace I was so grieved but the moment you sat down I begin to feel some joy I begin to feel some relief why because you have been renewing your mind you have set your mind on things above and not on things of this earth and this is where God is going today and God began to show me when our mind is set on kingdom we ain't going to be divided now the enemy will come in the enemy's job is he want to divide and conquer we have so many churches that's a part of the same church but it's division in that church it's no unity in that church because we have the enemy coming in, making each individual feel like it's more than this. <laughs> yeah. I can do more than this. I can be more than this. You got the enemy filling people heads with stuff, telling people you this and you that, and you're not. And that's what the enemy does. He come in the church just because somebody get up and they begin to quote the word from the front to the back, from the back to the front. Now they're a preacher. The devil can quote the word. The devil knows the word. He knows how to change the word up. This is why you have to renew your mind to the point of that you know where it's coming from. If you're not in the word to renew your mind, somebody would get up here and give you lies and you'll say amen. So until you renew your mind, the things that I give you, you're not going to understand those things because you're going to think I'm crazy. You're going to think Apostle, now I don't take all that. Now, Apostle, you don't have to be that way. Who are you to tell me how I should be when I know where I'm from? See, I'm going to be who I am based on where I'm from. So if I know I'm from the kingdom and I'm not of this world, I have let go of this world. See, we got too many people that's scraddling the fence. They haven't truly given God their whole heart. See, when you come to him, that means that you're saying, I can't do this by myself no more. You're recognizing Jesus is everything that I need because he's given me everything that I need. And now that I have him, I don't need all this no more. That means when you accept kingdom, you let go of everybody and everything. That means nobody is before God. And if you truly have not let him go, come on, go in the word of God where it says that. When Jesus came in on the scene and he told them, follow me, I will make you fishers of men. Come on, who can walk in on people and say, follow me? You don't know me like that? To tell me to come follow you, I don't even know which way you're going. But because of the power of God, because of the anointing, That was on Jesus' life. And because of what he was teaching, when Jesus began to speak, all of a sudden, everything began to stop. All of a sudden, you be ready to give up everything. It don't matter no more. I need Jesus. I need what you got. See, when you sit down and you hear the word, faith come by and hearing come by. You got to be willing to change. Some people are not willing to give up what they do because they feel like they're so good at what they do and they won't have nobody to hold on to if they give that up no more. Come on, you you got kingdom. Kingdom got everything that you need. So God began to minister to me and he said, kingdom, a divided kingdom. I say, God, what are you saying? He said, we're all kingdom people. Meaning that if you're born again, you come from the same kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. There's a fight going on. It's the kingdom of darkness and it's the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of darkness is coming against the kingdom of heaven. But guess what? The kingdom is already won through Jesus Christ. And see, when we realize that we have already won through the blood of Jesus and what he has done, that we are victorious and not um, victims, but victorious, then the battle's been won. But what we do, we spend too much time playing around with the enemy because we don't know who we are now that we're in Christ. See, the enemy mess with your mind. He can mess with your soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. If he can get a thought in your mind that's opposite to the kingdom, then your emotions begin to stir up and your body begin to follow based upon those emotions. But then you have a choice. Come on, you have a choice. This is why we got to be so kingdom-minded that when the enemy come in to try to divide and conquer, we know how to handle it through the word of God. Y'all, it takes the word. You cannot do it without the word. Who told you that you can live without the word? Who told you that you don't need the word to make it? If you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, he is the word. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He's the only one that can get you to the Father. What am I saying? Heaven opens up because of the word. It ain't because of you. The moment you speak the word, God is hearing his word. And God is opening up heaven based upon what's spoken on earth. Heaven is shut up until you speak his word. Oh, my goodness. Until you speak his word, heaven is shut up. Because God opens up heaven according to his word. The angels even hearken, y'all, unto the voice of God. So even while I'm speaking the word, God have his heavenly host. He have his angels surrounding me. Because he said the word got to be protected. And she's carrying the word. Because my angels, they ministers unto the heirs of salvation. Oh, God, I'm telling you the power of God is loosed in this place. Because God said, I come to tear the." devil's kingdom down. Aren't you tired of being in the same rut? Aren't you tired of not having enough? Aren't you tired of trying to borrow from Peter to pay Paul? God said the blessings of the Lord makes you rich and adds no sorrow to it. So I don't supposed to be struggling if I'm a kingdom citizen, I don't supposed to be trying to figure out how I'm going to make it. I'm supposed to know that I already made it. it. don't matter what the banks say. Brother Greg, it don't matter what the world says. Everything that he says is going to be the only thing that stands. See, have you read your word? The Bible said heaven and earth is going to pass away. He said, but the words that I speak unto you, that's the only thing that's going to stand. My words is the only thing that's going to stand. So what is the enemy trying to do? Divide and conquer. How does he do this? See, he ain't worried about his kingdom apostle. Come on, you already got those folk. But it's our job to bring those folks out of darkness into the marvelous light. You're the light. You are the light that's supposed to be sitting on a hill that's just like a city for the world to see that light, that they're drawn to that light. You're supposed to let them know about what Jesus done. But what, what are we doing? We're coming to church just to come to church to say, I've been in church. But you come into the house of God to be taught about kingdom. To be taught about where you're from. You don't come up in the house for no program. You don't come up in no house to see who's going to do this or who's going to do that. We're all kingdom. We're all about our father's business. So God said a divided house will not stand. And the enemy is in here to divide and conquer. But it's time for us to get our minds set On the kingdom, the kingdom that we're from. And when you get your mind set on the kingdom that you're from, you won't be caught up in no mess. So how do I know all this? Because see, when Jesus came to earth, he came to bring kingdom. But he said, the only way you can get to the kingdom, darling, is to grab hold of me. I got everything you need, baby, for the kingdom, but you can't even get to it until you partake of me. Come on, that's what communion is about. We're partaking of what he's already done. We're not trying to get something done through communion because communion reminds you of what he's already done. So if I'm taking communion to get something done, I don't need to take it. So Jesus said, when you partake of me, you partaking of the kingdom. You're taking everything that the kingdom has. See, we are heirs of God, but we're joint heirs to Jesus Christ. See, everything that we have comes through Jesus. It don't come through you. Come on, that should lift the burden. You should be able to breathe right now. See, everything I have didn't come through me. It come through him. That's why the Bible say, in him I move. In him, I live. In him, I have my being. Quit trying to do it yourself. That's why you can't partake of what you already have because you're trying to figure out an equation. The only thing that you need to do is accept him and get to know about what he gave you, what you got through him. So when Jesus come down here, Jesus was so kingdom-minded. He was so kingdom-minded. He he wasn't about the world. Cause he knew he was bringing the kingdom and, but he had to get ready for the kingdom. And this is what God is, is showing me that's happening with the churches. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. We're supposed to be serving one Lord, one faith, one baptism. We got people with different ways of doing things and people are joining in with those different ways thinking that is the way. They're joining in with their traditions, trying to say, this is what you got to do to get something from God instead of doing what the word of God tells you to do. See, the word lets us know through Jesus, when Jesus said, repent, have a change of mind, the kingdom of God has come unto you. Jesus said, I'm bringing you kingdom. The only way you can get kingdom is through me. So when he met these men that had a job and, you know, thought they were living that abundant life, which they wasn't. And when he heard, they heard the word of God, they left everything they had and followed him. I want you to catch on to that. They had to hear something to let go of something. You got to hear something to let go of something. You ain't going to let go of nothing until you hear about what you're letting go of, right? So this is what what Jesus did. He came and brought the good news concerning the kingdom. Jesus began to talk about the kingdom. They left their father. They left everything and took up the cross, and they followed him. Now it was time for them to be taught. Let's stop right there. Nobody want to be taught no more. Everybody want to have a good time in church? You want to fall out, you want to sing, you want to be seen, you want to be heard, you want to be attached to, but you don't want to be taught no more. People don't want to take the time to be taught. Why? I ain't got time for that, but you got to be taught kingdom principles. You got to be taught about where you're from. So when you come up upon things that's happening upon this earth, you know how to handle it from where you're from because he has given you the power and the authority to do so. So if we don't know about what we have and the thing that I love so much about God, he said, I'm not sending you out any kind of way. He said, when I send you out, you're going to be effective for the kingdom. You're not going to go out not knowing where you're from, not knowing who you are. We got too many novice, too many young folks trying to take the pulpit and don't know nothing. You got too many people that want a title. Somebody tell you propheted not. nod. You became prophet not the next day. And don't even know where you're from. Everybody that gives you a word ain't a prophet. Y'all better watch that foolish. Oh, they're a prophet. They, they gave me a word. And who did it come from? Don't even know what the word said. Well, tell me where is that in the word? Oh, 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 what? Oh, Everybody run into a prophet. Put a name, a prophet in front of somebody. You get lazy. Let me call up this prophet. You got prophets seeking mediums, getting words from mediums and saying God said it and then you still say they're a prophet. That's a lying prophet. And you're still following them. Oh, they told me something that I didn't know. (laughs) You ain't took the time to find out because you ain't been with the father. See, that's why you got to be raised up. You cannot be thrown in a position because somebody say that's your position. I'm pretty sure that attorney Tanya didn't go and open up an office without a degree. Did you? Tanya? She had to study for years. She had to know those laws. She had to know him from the back to the front and the front to the back. So if she get a liar that come in the office and try to lie their way out of it, she gonna open up the book, right, Tanya? Well, the book says, for this crime, this is the time. For this crime, that's good, ain't it? This is the time. <laughs> you know what they say? You done the crime, now do the time. And the only one that can help you with that is Jesus. Because they go by the law of the land. See, the kingdom have laws too. You're trying to get something from God that you already got. So you done made up your own way of getting it. It don't work like that with the kingdom. See, some people way of getting it is, let me call a prophet. Or let me call someone that can just tell me who my husband is or tell me who my wife is or tell me if I'm going to get a car or get a house and I'll stand on that. Too many people following false prophets. The Bible says, beware of false prophets because they are like sheep, wolves in sheep clothing and they are among you. You wouldn't even know who among you because you don't take the time to know about who you are and who you belong to. We're running after too many uh, theories. We're running after too many people that don't even know God for themselves. That don't even spend enough time with God. The time that they spend, open the Bible, close it up and roll over. And then I got a word for you. I don't think I want that. That's teen to see a familiar spirit will give you a word. They'll use a person that's open. How do I know this? Because if you ain't got this Bible open on a daily basis and somebody put prophet on your name, that familiar spirit will be talking to you about Daniel. And then you, Daniel, I got a word for you. And Daniel said, well, that is kind of true though. That is about right. So Daniel takes that person for their word. But it didn't come from God. So that's why you got to be in the word. I'm still talking about a divided kingdom. We're kingdom people, but we are divided, y'all. This is why when you go into the word of God and you having situations in your life, this is what we should say. What did the kingdom say? <laughs> what did the kingdom have to say about this? The kingdom says, if I got out against Miss Deborah, I go to Miss Deborah, not to you, apostle. That's what the kingdom says, and I don't have to go to court about it, Miss Deborah. Because I go by what kingdom say. We don't go to court and allow the court to tell us a person that don't know Jesus what we should do in the house of God. We're wasting time and wasting money. When you should already know what the words say. Two people in church going to court, and we kingdom. We're supposed to work out our differences with the bylaws of the kingdom. What do we do? We hold grudges divided. Got grudges over here, got jealousy over here, got backbiting over here, got wannabes over here, got all of this stuff in the church all spread it out. And then it comes a time where I believe you can be our leader and we can start our own. Because you do it so well. Don't y'all see how people be together in the church and all of a sudden they done uprooted and done named themselves another name? What kind of mess is that? Why ain't you working out through the word of God? Because we got people trying to run a church like a business. We're supposed to be based on kingdom. We're supposed to be different from the world. I'm going somewhere and haven't even started the message. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You might be here a little bit. Yes, all right, Apostle, if I got to be in here by myself, I'm going to tell it. So we see that we are kingdom people. And God began to show me through the word the different things that's going on in the house of God. We have to understand, being that we are kingdom people, there's order in the kingdom. That means the kingdom is set up the way God would have it to be set up. So God began to show me, he took me back. I'm going to go back to uh, House Divided Cannot Stand. Y'all know in the beginning with Adam and Eve, what did Adam say? This is flesh of my flesh. This is bone of my bone. And he said that he shall leave father and mother and cleave unto flesh of his flesh and bone of his bone. That means he left parents parents ain't got no more to do with this this is me and my wife because we setting up a house now there was adam and eve in that garden they were in paradise they had everything that they needed the enemy came in as the serpent y'all know this story wake up the enemy came in as the serpent what did he do he deceived eve and being that that was bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh come on his wife giving him a piece of fruit you think you ain't gonna take that fruit Yeah, i give it here. Thank you. And he knew that was forbidden fruit. She knew that was forbidden fruit. But what did the enemy do to divide and conquer? He turned the word around. Did God really say? See, when God gives you a word, God is not going to change his mind based on the word that he has given you. So this is the first thing you got to know. How the enemy come in to divide and conquer, he'll turn the word around to try to make God out of a liar and you should know that God said he's not man that he should lie neither the son of man that he shall repent have he not said it shall he not do it have he not spoken it shall he not make it good God's word is his final authority he is not gonna change it so if God say don't he mean don't and don't blame it on God when you do Because you open up the door for it. God didn't do that to you. you done it to yourself. We blame everything on God. Why you let this happen to me? No. You knew what you should not have done before you done it. Now that it's in your house. But thank God for as a mercy. Because God will still bring you out of your mess. So we see what they've done. But this is what I'm talking about. By the house divided shall not stand. He said this is flesh in my flesh. Bone of my bone. We're, We're one. But as soon as God asked Adam what he did, that woman, you gave me divided house right there. That's what the enemy does. He come in your house to divide you. This is why when two married people come together, you do not come together unequally yoked. You do not come together with different beliefs. Don't say they're safe. Safe from what and from whom? Whom do you believe? Because everybody that say Lord, Lord don't know him. Everybody can be speaking your language, but yet it's a different language and you don't know because you ain't in the word of God to know it's a different language. So he's trying to divide and he's trying to conquer right in the house of God. Why? Because he know that the kingdom excels over everything. He knows that he's already been defeated. He says, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to divide the kingdom of God against itself. That's what's happening. The church is more divided than the world. The church is sticking to, uh, it's not sticking together like the world. We always talk about these other religions, but they get it done. When they want to build a synagogue or whatever they want to build. They don't stop until it's done. Even take time off work, have people fixing food, have people saying, we're going to pay for this, we're going to pay for that. Next thing you look, it's up. And they're in their fellowshipping and then we're still at war in the church. Talking about why I ain't going to pay this and why I got to pay this. Why is it money, money, money all the time? The love of money is the root of all evil. It ain't the money because God knows we need the money to live. Is it quiet in here? So look at this. The enemy wants to divide us. And it's division in the church. God is about unity. God is about peace. He's not about confusion. You know what gets me? People don't want you to tell them the truth. They cringe. When it comes to truth, they ain't as talkative as they used to be. If you ever want to shut a person up to talk so much, tell them the truth. They'll cut you off in a minute. Talk to you later okay bye nice talking to you (laughs) sanctify them in truth Lord thy word is truth that's why we supposed to give truth I don't care who it is the truth is what's going to stand above all else see you can't hang around nobody and talk about them and don't tell them truth and then go tell somebody else about them but you was right there while they were doing it come on you hypocrite you should be giving them what the word says so God began to show me, even in Exodus, y'all know God called who? Moses. This is another thing that's happened in the house of God. People determine who should lead them. They feel like uh, if a person don't meet this or that or the other, they can't lead you. But God is the one that give the call. The call comes from God and not from man. So see, I'm helping you today to renew your mind dealing with kingdom. See, when God choose someone to do what he want them to do, God's going to anoint them and he's the one that's going to appoint them. It's not man that's going to do it. So we have to understand that when God called that person, God prepares that person before that person walk in that call. See, we got too many people with titles that ain't been prepared. And this is why the church is so towed up because they put people in position with the title because they're just telling everything and they think they got it going on and we can bring all the people in through this person. But I'm here to tell you that if they don't have a revelation from that word and have not been anointed for that call, then you're not getting nothing from that person. So Moses, we see Moses and in, in the Bible, it says that Moses led the people out of the bondage, right? So Moses was the one that God prepared for what God wanted Moses to do. Matter of fact, Moses was in Egypt. Egypt is considered to be the world. Moses was in a place of darkness. But one thing about Moses, he knew who he was. He knew where he was from. He knew he was a Hebrew. How do I know this? Because he was protecting his people. He even killed an Egyptian because, come on, y'all, He he, don't let the devil ride. Come on, you got to keep him under your feet. This is how Moses was. Moses knew who he was. He was in the world, but he wasn't doing like the world was doing. So Moses had to flee, y'all. Come on, this is preparation here. Y'all, everybody want to be something. But you don't want to get prepared for what God has called you to do. You have to be in preparation. You just don't go behind a pulpit because somebody called you a pastor. You just don't go out and prophesy because somebody called you a prophet. You don't go out and evangelize because they say you're an evangelist. God have you in waiting. You don't go out and teach because somebody say you a teacher. He put you in waiting. You go through a process. So Moses had to be processed. Y'all know the process. Moses didn't want to do it. God I ain't elegant of speech. Since he found excuse, I like them tight. They find excuse after excuse after excuse. Ah, not me. I ain't the one. But God fixed Moses. He gave him assistant Aaron. But he said, Guess what? The assistant can't do no more than you tell him to do. Ooh. we going somewhere. Aaron had to listen to Moses because Moses was the one that was above Aaron and God was above Moses see there's order in the church and this order is not followed in, t- in, in the churches today so Moses had to get word from God in order to give it to the people so this is where I'm going Moses was leading these this people these people and as he was leading the people It was getting too heavy for Moses. And Jephro, his father-in-law, was giving Moses some advice in Exodus 18. He said, this is getting too heavy for you. He said, this is what you're going to have to do. He told Moses that he's going to have to get some leaders. But I want to tell you something about leaders. Y'all, look at your neighbor and say, the church is messed up. Say, you don't see it. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the word. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. And listen what Moses said. And Moses said unto his father-in-law, because the people come unto me to inquire of God. I'm going somewhere. Y'all know Moses was a prophet, too. Moses had a lot of roles. So he said, the people come to me to inquire of the Lord. So Moses go to God on the behalf of the people. Y'all know how it is with Jesus? Jesus is standing in the gap on our behalf. Guess what? We get the word through the Holy Ghost. Ooh. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. See, that's why you need to spend time so you can hear what the spirit has to say instead of waiting on a person to tell you if it's going to be okay. So Moses said, I have to, you know, inquire of God for the people. And then he said, when they have a matter, they come unto me and I judge between one and another and I do make them know the statutes of God and the laws. Oh, I love that. Because when they were coming to Moses, he was not going outside of God's commands and laws. So you got people that you're going to that don't even know what the word is saying and you taking that advice? You got people that think they know God and can't even show up for fellowship. The Bible says, forsake not what? How can somebody give you something and ain't doing what the word tell them to do? Because they're putting the world before the fellowship. Amen. Apostle man. It is so. I can amen myself because I know I'm giving the word. Woo. Glory. I ain't ashamed of it. Preach. Hallelujah. <laughs> Preach to myself. He said so he make them know the statutes of God. So whoever. You are under supposed to let you know what the commands and laws of God is concerning the kingdom. If you're under somebody that you go to and you tell them that I'm laying with another man's wife and they tell you, "A well, God is a forgiving God. He's a merciful God. Just go on. It'll be all right. If that's supposed to be your wife, keep sleeping with them. Uh-uh. I'm out of there. I'm jetting. This is what's happening. Why is it acceptable? Because it's happening behind the pulpit first. Any preacher that tell you it's okay to sleep around because I'm going to marry you, I'm coming out my shoes. The devil is a lie. One of his commandments is do not. What the do not mean? No, it don't because they're doing it. They're doing the do and it say do not and they save somebody look up do not. What did do not mean? In the beginning, it was male and female. Right? It was Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. He had male and female to come together. To do what? To have a family. But they had to be married. God don't go outside of what he set up. Why do he want you to be married? Because he don't want every child with different daddies and different mamas. Well, that's my brother, that's my brother, that's my sister that y'all stay in the same house. No, but we brothers and sisters. Got confused siblings. Got ex-murderers. Got liars. Got thieves. Got a whole generation of it. That's the enemy's plan. See, nobody want to teach people that you don't come together until you're married. And then you don't come together until you're saved and married. Serving the same God. Why? Because when you enter one another, guess what? You create soul ties. You're linked together. And then you're with the one you're supposed to be with and you're seeing another. Calling the girl Lucy and her name Sheila. God is going somewhere. Divided house. Divided house. Divided house. Don't want what you got because you done been with so many. Steve, Tom, Larry. and and then here go your husband right here. But everybody else is surrounding him. So he ain't no good to you. Uh Uh-oh but you're ready to marry don't you know that house is already divided it's got too many men in it they ain't let go of those men yet you should know that hmm. let us continue so Jeff Rowe told this might have to be a continuation y'all I got so much I'm just so full of it yeah. oh thank you Holy Ghost Jephro told Moses what to do, but this is the thing. Moses told him, this is what I do, and this is why I do it. But then guess what he said? And Moses' father-in-law said unto him, the thing that thou does is not good. He told him he was going to wear himself out, but he said, hearken now to my voice. I will give thee counsel, and God shall be with thee. Oh, y'all, counsel from the Lord is the best thing. And listen what he told Moses. He said, and thou shalt teach them ordinance laws, and shall show them the way wherein they must walk and the work they must do look at this he said I want you to teach the ones that's going to help you with what you're doing the laws the work they must do the ordinance of God you know why the church is so tall I'm I'm just going to tell you people want to be leaders but don't want to be taught people want to lead Why do you think you have Clem School and Bible study and church on Sunday? You can't just be a leader and pop up when you want to. Just because you can sing, just because you think you know the word. You can't come into church and think you're going to be a leader just because people know you. I know you not. Because everybody's supposed to be on one accord. Meaning everybody's supposed to be taught. Is that not what the word says? We're supposed to be taught the same thing. How can Jennifer back there is in Clem every Tuesday being taught, um, the principles, the kingdom. And then you got, uh, Joanna sitting back there and Joanna said, I don't need all that. I know my word. When am I going to do this? When am I going to do that? (sighs) We got to be on what? One accord. She can't be out there learning and another person is not learning. There's a problem where in the church. People want to take over, but they don't want to be taught. You don't want to sit still long enough to hear. So how can you tell people, something's wrong at Miracle Temple? Ain't the same no more. Ain't the same no more, apostle. You know why it ain't the same? Because you stagnated. You ain't growing with the ministry. You in the same spot. You ain't getting taught what the word tells you to be taught. So that's why Jephro say these people that are chosen have to be taught the laws, the ordinance of God. And then he goes on to say, y'all, there are stipulations when it comes to be a leader. Look at your neighbor and I say, you want to lead? Listen to what he said here. He said, moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people, able men. That's men of virtue. And it says, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place them over them to be rulers of thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Able men is upright men, men full of integrity. Covetous means you don't want nobody in you that's out for profit and unjust gain. So there was a stipulation on who could lead those people. We don't do that in church. We just look at a person by what they wear, their money, not up in here though, their money, what they wear, how well they can quote the scripture. Anybody can quote the scripture, but if you ain't living it, keep on quoting it. It ain't gonna do you no good. So we put them in position by their status, but that's not what the word of God says that we do. And people get mad because they come together in church and say, Jennifer, now you know, that Daquan should be teaching by now. You know Daquan know the word. You know, look how he quoting that word. Pastor should have been done, put him in position by now. Then Jennifer go to Daquan. said, Daquan, you should be teaching by now, man. You know, you know that word. Guess what the enemy doing? Giving him a big head. See, that's what the enemy want to be. He want to be Exalted. Or if you got a prophet in the house, well, you know, you should, be, you should be up. You should be laying hands. You should be doing this and you should be doing that. If God ain't told me to let you do it, you ain't done it. Amen. And there's a reason for you not doing it. And that's why churches are split because people get so big-headed because they think they're supposed to be doing something at a certain time. And God say you can't even come to church. You can't even come to Bible study, but yet you got a prophetical vision. When did you get it? And by the way, who gave it to you? Sit down. So he said, this is what's supposed to happen because we got people in church trying to get stuff and use people to get it. He said, this is the qualification. And guess what else he said? He said, I want some over a thousand. I want some over a hundred. I want some over 50. And I want some over what? 10. Why did he give each individual a different amount? Because he know where they are. He said, this is what is based upon. That's why you're supposed to know your sheep. I watch my sheep. I watch you even when you think you ain't being watched and I don't say anything because I know you're getting taught. So when it's time to put you up, then God, he elevates and God's the one that put down. So when you call yourself something, then guess what? You're supposed to be prepared for that call. So Moses had to do this. It had to be what? Preparation. There had to be, you know, these type people. And these people, if you go back in Exodus, y'all, these people were taught the laws. Read the Bible. So when it was time for Moses to choose, he didn't choose any and everybody. He chose the ones that was being taught. Look at your neighbor and say, how can you run your mouth and don't even know what the word saying. Don't even pick it up. we got always something to say but we don't even know what the word has to say that's what jesus went on he went on the word of god that's what you go on the word of god i'm gonna go somewhere else when we look at moses and how moses done things and how things supposed to be run y'all this is how the church supposed to be run this was just a pattern of things yet to come the old testament was just your pattern it was going to show you how it was going to be when the king of kings came. So then we get on, even with David. Y'all know David. Y'all know the people wanted Saul. They wanted themselves a king and had a king, had God himself. They wanted to do like everybody or oh, where everybody else got kings. We need kings. So God gave him Saul. What did Saul do? Mess up. Because that was the people's choice. How can some people choose that they ain't even living right? Get a house full of people and get people to vote because somebody come up here and hack a little bit. And whoever hacked the loudest, that's who they want. Anybody can get a book of sermons and hack from those sermons. If you got hackers looking at paper, don't put them behind the ball pit. If they got to tell you something based on what they wrote, they ain't dependent on the spirit, people. What we do is say, give me that paper. Now preach. I don't believe I. I don't think it's time. I didn't prepare myself. You supposed to have been preparing yourself before you were chosen. <laughs> I remember one Sunday, somebody come to me after service. Y'all remember I used to type out my scripture. It was just pure scripture on the pulpit. And I would just read the scripture and then expound on the scripture, nothing else there. And with no hacking, what no, stop for no, amen. What no stop and say, "I feel my help coming on, What't taking and wiping my mouth a little bit and say, oh, ah, ah, yes, yes. Yes ah, Yes, ah. That's a killer. That's a waste of time, a killer to try to find out where you're at. Uh, sit down, sit down, sit down. Okay, where was I? (laughs) Oh, James, you want it? High five in the air. See, James be listening. James quiet over there, y'all. But James be paying good attention. So look, they come up to me. This is how fast they ran to this pulpit. They were sitting there after service. They was the one. Amen, amen. So it was over there saying, can I see your paper? I said, sure. You can see the paper, ain't nothing on it but scripture. Gave them the paper, they say, how did you do that? (laughs) It's the God in me. It's where I've been. See, y'all had to be prepared. See, when people were out doing their thing, I was in the house preparing myself for where God is Gonna take me. See, I had all this calls that God was calling me to, but God he wasn't gonna let me out the house until I was prepared for those calls. See, you got to understand when God give you a call on your life, it got to start at home first. And if it ain't starting at home first, then ain't no point of putting me behind no pulpit. See, I had to know the love of God before I can even love myself, and before I can even say I love God, I had to know He loved me. And once I knew all of these things, then. I could reverence my husband like a husband and recognize the Jezebel that was in me and that Jezebel couldn't be trying to make her Ahab so I had to let go of a little control and y'all know it takes time to let go of something that you've been carrying for years so I wasn't begging God to send me out because Jezebel no Jezebel so I had to have time of preparation I had to cry some Julia I got talked about Julia I got ridiculed I had to go without Tyson Junior when I couldn't depend on family I had to learn that God is my source even when my cabinets was empty my children didn't have clothes sister Denise I called on Jehovah Jireh see none of y'all want to do that but you want a title want a title but you don't want God to prepare you from where he's carrying you see people didn't let me in their church because actually I ain't want to go in there because I knew I wasn't ready my heart was out for the people of God I know where I've been see God had to get my mind right my mind wasn't right so it started at home And when my home life got where it needed to be, God said, you're about ready. Thought I was ready. But then when the home got kind of (laughs) shaky and the money wasn't coming in like it should and all this was happening, God wanted to see if what I was putting in me was going to come out of me. See, women, I want to tell you something. Lay aside prophet, pastor, evangelist, teacher, Apostle, I want you to take it off and ask your husband, who am I? (laughs) Ask them. Ask your home. Ask your husband. And if you ain't got one, ask yourself like Willie did. Ask your husband. If he take too long to answer, it ain't time. Because some of you won't even cook. Won't wash clothes. Ain't raising your children right. But yet, I'm a prophet. A prophet's house ain't out of order. And when you walk in a prophet's house, it ain't dirty either. Oh wow y'all is so much in this teaching I'm just gonna say if you want to go home go home go home because somebody got to know this today see it's too many wannabes in the church it's too many people that got people telling you that you got a title in front of your name and your home is still towed up if y'all only knew how long it took me to come out of the house then after the house was right oh here come the job the J-O-B I found the job. Did I fail? Yes, I did. I want to wring the neck. Didn't want to forgive him. Wanted to hate him. I ain't lying. Wanted to quit. But the God in me, the one I've been with, had intimacy with, he told me, be not weary in your well doing. Because in due season, you're going to reap if you faint not. And it seemed like due season never came. I was still in Egypt. I was having war on top of war on top of war. But God was raising me up for a time such as this. See, I was Esther. He was raising me up. Some of y'all don't want to be raised up. You want a quick fix. You allowing the enemy to exalt you and put you in a place. And what you're doing is killing other folks with your mess. Follow me, I'll make you pastor. Follow me, I'll make you apostle. You can't even make yourself nothing. You got too many people that want to have people following them and their lives are tore up and you don't even see it. God lets you look in the spirit at people. He show you where people are and what people are about. And when people get mad at you, cause you say, nope, you ain't doing that. Then, you know, they ain't ready because they won't even humble themselves. He said, humble yourself up under the mighty hand of God and you'll be exalted in due season. Y'all ready for some more? I would say, let's take a break and come on back in, but I ain't going to do that. Some of you might just go ahead and leave and you might need this. God begin to show me somebody else. Y'all in the word. We talked about Saul. God already had himself a king. So he told Samuel. Y'all know what I liked about Samuel? Samuel was priest and prophet. God will give people so much because they can be trusted with. See, God had given me, started me off with evangelizing. Y'all ain't know all this stuff. And he carried me through each title. Jennifer, no. I was singing on the choir. Taking up the money. God had me from the front to the back. From the back to the front. I'd be in the choir robe. And I made them wear robes because I told them, I said, now them robes was given to us. And we're going to wear those robes because there ain't no point of letting them sit there. So they were so hot in them robes, but they were obedient. So I had to throw on my little robe and get that little rock. <laughs> sing with the choir. After I sing with the choir, I did need to wipe my face. And then I go on and do a little something else. And then I come behind the pulpit. Well, praise Jesus. Had to clean the toilets. Had to clean the church. You know why God did all that? Because he knew where he was carrying me. So how, do I, how can I recognize the fivefold? Because I don't walk in it. How can I recognize people that's supposed to sing unto the Lord? Because I don't been in that position. How do I recognize doorkeepers? How do I recognize all this? Because God raised me up in that. So don't come telling me what you are. Because God already know what you are. You already know what you are. Why are you waiting on me to tell you what you are? I can't validate you. God does. Well, she ain't told me. I had to go somewhere else for them to tell me I'm a prophet. That's what they do. I don't do that until it's time. Why? Because you get so big headed that you're out here trying to hold stuff. Trying to tell somebody stuff and nobody never see you in church. Oh, it's quiet. Nay. Say, a pastor ain't playing this morning. No, not y'all. I said nay. See, y'all ain't listening. I said nay. Nay. Say it. Say it with authority. Mm hmm. Ain't. You know why? Cause I want kings' kids. I want people that's ready. And this is what God is saying today. The kingdom is divided and it's divided because of us. It's because of what we allowing the enemy to do. Now, when God chose David, God chose David. Guess what he did? He sent Samuel with that oil. Y'all, you ever see somebody coming with oil? It's symbolic, that's all. You already anointed. The Holy Spirit is already in you. The power of God is already in you, supposed to be. So if somebody come with oil, they're just doing something symbolic. Don't be... (laughs) If that's what gets you to be delivered, I'm going to dump a whole bottle on you. (laughs) So Samuel come with that oil, and he went to Jess' house. And when we went to Jess' house, he had some sons. And Samuel looked at Elab. Was that his name? And when he looked at him, Samuel said, surely... God's anointing is upon him because he looked, Michelle, like he could fit the bill, girl. He had the muscles. He had all that needed to be had. So let me just put on him. uh That ain't the one. You better hear the Holy Ghost before you lay hands on somebody suddenly because you ain't doing nothing but transferring, giving the devil right to do something he don't have no right to do. It's too many devils behind the pulpit. So anyway, he went through his sons. God said, no, that ain't the one. I believe the man has seven, right? He said, is there another? Guess what his dad said? Yeah, there's one out there. He's the keeper of the sheep. Sam said, bring him on. So when old David come in, the Bible say he looked rudy. Rudy mean he had reddish hair. That's what it mean. He was good looking. He can't be a man of war. But guess what? God said, "He's the man, Thurman. He's the man. Anoint him." Tony say, "No, no, no. <laughs> Anoint him." Thurman, come here. Woo. Uh, not for that purpose, Tony. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Tony, say no, no. I, I have to do this. I have to be obedient. God has anointed you and appointed you for the purpose you, that he has called you to do. Thank you, Jesus. And every attack and every assignment you, that the enemy has Thank sent out Jesus. against you to prevent Thank you, you from doing what God has Thank called you to do has been Thank broken you, right now Thank you, Jesus. in Jesus, Thank you, Jesus. name. Thank you, Jesus. God has a plan and he has a purpose. For each individual in this house, your plan and purpose may not be like mine, but every joint supply. This is what's happening in the body of Christ. God say you're out of position. You're in a lane that you don't supposed to be in, and you're trying to get people to look at you in a place that God ain't put you in, and that's why you stagnated. That's why nothing is happening. So when he came in and he anointed David, David was anointed to be king. But guess what, Apostle? He was already a pastor. David, after he was anointed to be king, y'all, oh, I love the word of God so much. Let me just read what happened to David. He anointed him to be king over his people. But guess what? There was, hold on to that, sister. Hold on to it. There was uh, something that God was doing. He anointed him to be king But he was not king at that time. But the anointing was on him for king, y'all. But guess what God did? Y'all remember old Saul, right? Remember the one that the people wanted. But God did not call who? Call Saul. The people wanted Saul. So he allowed him to be in position. So y'all see that David was anointed. Guess what had happened? Here go old Saul. Saul had an evil spirit to come upon him. Saul was king. But the anointing of God had left, well, I'll put it this way. He was still in kingship in that position, but God's spirit was not with Saul the way God needed to be with Saul because of Saul's disobedience. So he was asking, he had an evil spirit, and this is what they said. They answered one of the servants and said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jess, oh my goodness, the Bethlehemite that is cunning and playing, listen at this, a mighty villain man and a man of war and prudent in matters and comely person and the Lord is with... Look at all of that. He said, I have seen a man. See, you don't have to put yourself out there. The way you carry yourself, somebody's going to answer on your behalf, Jennifer. So you don't have to tell nobody, I'm prophetess, I'm this, that, or the other, or I'm apostle, I'm this, that, or the other. Guess what's going to happen? Somebody's going to see you. And they're going to watch how you carry yourself. So David had everything he needed right then because God had anointed him. They said he's a man of war. He's a godly man. He's cunning in his playing. So he had an anointing, Jennifer. Well, Jennifer ain't there. He had an anointing, James, and music. So God had already given him all of these things. He was a pastor. He was a musician. He was a man of war. Tell me he was a king. So a king had to be all of this in order to put people up under them. So guess what? He said, bring David up in here. I got something else for you brought David up in there. David began to, to play the music apostle and the evil spirit left King Saul but that wasn't the end of it. Saul say, now make him my armor bearer. Guess why he had to be the armor bearer? Because he was coming to be king. So he had to watch everything the king was doing. oops was he not being prepared? Too many people with title That ain't been prepared for nothing. Don't want to be up under nobody. Because you want to be in control. Because you want to tell somebody. How it's supposed to be. So God put. And then guess what else happened. Remember they say it was a man of war. David getting ready to go into war. To meet the biggest giant. And guess what's so funny. The king which David played for, was hiding from Goliath. If the king gonna run evangelist Newton, don't you know the people gonna run behind? But there was one that was named David. Y'all know the little Rudy one? But he had an anointing on that red hair. And when he went to battle, he knew many whom he served. He wasn't looking at the statue of Goliath. He just said, you coming down. And then King Saul said, Wear my armor. Who want to wear his armor and he running? God, David said, I ain't been fitted for this. I can't wear this. David got him five smooth king uh, stones and he got those stones. You know what those five stones represent the advantage of the I'm going to take you out as an apostle. I'm going to take you out as a prophet. I'm going to take you out as a pastor. I'm going to take you out as a teacher. I'm going to take you out. Which one I miss? As a prophet. I got five of them. First, I'm coming in the apostle state. I look at that. as that king. And he took that stone, knocked him down. He said, I ain't through with you yet. You got to cut off his head, not step on it. Don't you have to cut off a snake head, Brother Gray? Cut it off, cut it off. David went and took his head, put it on a platter. Now, look where David stood. But guess what happened, Miss Mary? The king got mad. Saul got mad because they were saying, King Saul killed how many? A thousand, and David killed how many? Oh, and then he was angry. This is what's happening in the church today. People getting angry because God moved through certain individuals. You get angry, but see, God will allow his anointing as he will. See, it's as the spirit will. Somebody may be operating in the, give, the word of knowledge, but God will allow somebody else to operate more in the word of knowledge than that person. Why? Because it's the position that they hold. See, when you don't understand all of this, the kingdom get divided. See, some people have not grown up yet, still on milk and trying to be on meat and getting choked, don't come in to get the meat, but still trying to operate in something that God ain't gonna anoint. That's right, that's right. Even though the anointing is there, God ain't gonna allow the anointing to come upon you for a pastor if He ain't called you to be no pastor. Yeah. This is why so many churches are failing, got them on every block. Yeah, yeah. Then they're shutting down, and now they're saying, I'm just gonna take a break. A break? Yeah, yeah. God don't take no break. Or people just didn't want to give. I got something to tell y'all. Some people here don't want to give. I see lights. Y'all see lights? It's kind of hot in here, so we know they're conditional working, right? Some people don't want to give their best. Because they want to see Miracle Temple fall. You can't stop what God got started. You can take people out of here, but God's going to bring some back in. He's just going to replace your seat didn't you know it? See, that's what the enemy does. If the enemy can get the head, he got the rest of the body, chop off the head and see what the body do. It's going crazy. Don't know what to do without the head. It's just going to die, <laughs> right? So this is what God is saying. It's too much division in the body of Christ. It's too many people trying to do their own thing and not help him where God has planted you. See, David was king. And he had people up under him to carry out those laws and those decrees. They had to always check with the king. And guess what happened? His own son got mad at him. Got mad. Absalom, because he didn't handle what had happened with his daughter. So Absalom got mad, stayed mad for years, and devised a plan against David to take his kingship. What am I saying to you? We got people right now devising a plan to bring me down. Won't happen. Because as long as I stay where I need to be, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rise up against miracle temple deliverance ministry, it's going to be condemned. So see, that's why I know when I do what I do unto the Lord, I'm protected. I'm guarded. I don't come down just to have a friend. I don't come down just for my husband to love me or my family. I stay in my position. That's what you give up for the kingdom. And if you ain't ready to give up all that for the kingdom or if you hadn't let go, then you really don't know who you are and you don't want to be a part of what the kingdom is doing. There is nothing that we cannot accomplish in this room because we are kingdom people but you got to have the power of god in order to do it this is why these men had to have god's power and the spirit of god upon them to do it even in the tabernacle it was big what's his name belzilib something like that Liz, something god gave put a spirit upon him to uh do all the workmanship in the uh, tabernacle, to do everything that was in that tabernacle, he put it together. And guess what? He put the spirit upon another man to be his assistant. He couldn't do it without the spirit coming upon him. So I'm telling you today, you have to know your call. You don't just take a call because somebody give you that call. You better know the person who's telling you that you this that or the other because if that person is operating in a familiar spirit they're giving you a title to tear up somebody's church and it's a lot of churches tow up because of wannabes and people are following wannabes and then when they find out they wannabes well i glad they sure did fool me they fool you because you ain't where you need to be because the holy spirit gonna check you every prophet that come in town people fill the house because they're waiting on that prophet to tell them something. Well, I know they got a word for me. Let me see what they're going to tell me. So you come to hear what the prophet has to say. The prophet only delivers the word. Amen. See, the fivefold does the same thing. But you got a chief over that fivefold and it's the apostle. Amen. Amen. Guess what had happened though? It had to start from the end to work up to the apostle. That's true. That's true. And you got some people starting with apostle and ain't worked over here but to giving them an a title of an apostle, God ain't do, God don't work like that. You got people that want to manage a church and can't even manage their own bills. The Bible said, if you cannot be faithful over worldly goods, do you think God is going to put you over kingdom? If you can't pay your bills on time, do you think you're going to pay the church bills on time? God don't work like that. If you don't give to nobody, you think God going to put you as a pastor? You got to be uh, prepared in these areas in order for God to put you where you need to be put. It's preparation time, y'all. Going on, moving on, moving on. Oh, I love this right here, kingdom business. I'm about kingdom business. So we see, we talked about David. We talked about Absalom. Wasn't that the divided kingdom? The father, the son was against the father. Y'all know it goes on throughout the Bible because Israel was a nation. That nation became divided. It was the northern kingdom, which was Israel. It was the southern kingdom, which was Judah. So we see that they were divided. Why were they divided? Because they did not want to obey the laws, the commandments of God. And then they loved to um, be in an idolatry. So they were divided. So in the church, we have saved folks, but we have a group of saved folks that's still doing worldly stuff. And then we have a group of saved folks that have totally turned themselves over to the kingdom. Divided house will not stand. So the worldly folks is saying, it's okay for me to still do these things. God still loves me. But the people that know that they have been justified, they have been acquitted just as they never sinned, they have been put in right standing with God, not because of what they done, but because of what Jesus done, and now they're sanctified, set apart, made fit for the master's use. That means that they said that being that he is holy, then I'm going to be holy. My way of living is going to be holy and set apart from the world. The ones that say they are saved and still living like the world, they don't recognize who they are. Because the deeper you get into doing what the world's doing, you become just like the world. We call them backsliders. We got backsliders in the house of God. We got people telling these people, God still loves you. Yes, he do. And you're still jamming in church. People bringing the world into church. People telling you it's okay to go to clubs. How you think you're going to reach people? You can reach them outside the club. Just get you one of them little phones everybody in that don't know Jesus come out with your hands up <laughs> now you just start preaching the word on the outside of the club either you're going to get shot or somebody going to get saved one way or the other y'all know what I'm talking about they're going to send somebody out there like a bodyguard and say you got to leave here why because you're getting ready to shut it down because there's somebody in there drinking because they're ready to end their life but God puts you on the outside to say God loves you that's why you got to be led of the spirit That's why you need the power of God to come upon you, y'all. God ain't going to send you out now Let's he equip you. We got people behind the pulpit that don't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost trying to carry a church and telling people they don't need them tongues. Telling people we're going to have order in here. Okay. So what is God saying? The kingdom is being divided right in front of you. And people is not recognizing it because you're more worldly worldly than you're godly. So it's time for us to come out from amongst them. Y'all, got news for you. If you want to be whom God has called you to be, you got to die. You got to die to self. Some of us ain't completely died to self because self don't want to be alone. Self got to have somebody. Hmm. see when God called these people to these positions go in your word you want to be a prophet you're going to be lonely Mm -hmm. go in the bible a prophet Jeremiah was a prophet he ain't he had no wife because God had called him to himself and one reason why he had no wife was God getting ready to wipe out the wives and the children so he said Jeremiah don't get one (laughs) because if you do they're going to be wiped out A prophet, yes, they carry the word of God, but how can you carry your word and you ain't in the word? And the same word the prophet carry, a prophet actually show you how to stay in the presence of God. Mm -hmm. Because a prophet lived their lives in the presence of God. All the fivefold does, and all of us should, but a prophet should be teaching kingdom, just like I am. They should be living the life of a kingdom. They shouldn't be busybodies. They shouldn't be in everybody's business and when they walk in the house, people shouldn't stand out of tension like, oh, look, they got a word from me. Don't do this or don't do that prophet in the house. No. Anybody who walk in the house have God in them. And if you got the power of the Holy Ghost, then you have the same gifts that prophet has. Except God is going to operate more through that prophet than he will you. He might have that prophet um, operating in three of those gifts, and you might only operate in one. See, that's why you need to be taught. A prophet is going to operate in three of them at the same time. Some people say they're a prophet and don't even know how the gifts operate, and they operate as the Spirit wills. See, you got to know your place. This is why God has set somebody in the church to teach you. This is why we have teachers teaching you these teachers in this house. I don't give them a program and say, this is what I want you to teach. I said, be led by the Holy Ghost. And whatever the Holy Ghost give you to teach, it's going to be in line with what God has given me. It's going to be in line with this vision. And if you look at miracle temperature vision, it's about kingdom. Nothing but kingdom ain't about me. It's about kingdom. Know who you're following. Know who you're up under. It's time to be taught, y'all, and until you're taught, you're not going to be able to get what God has provided and you're not going to be able to manifest what God has given you because you don't even know who you are and you're trying to run a ministry and don't even know how a ministry should run. You're trying to get people to call you out and you ain't living the life you should live. You're too full of yourself. God said I ain't taking you nowhere until you're empty. Because you're going to bring your mess in that house. Miracle temples. It's time for change. Whatever God has called you to do. You don't give up on that. No matter how bad it gets. You trust God. You don't drop it. You continue to push. The woman with the issue of blood, she got her word. She pushed, she pressed. She didn't give up on that word. We're giving up too much on God and we're hanging on too much of the world. We're spending too much time with worldly stuff and we're not spending time in the word of God. I'm going to give you another scripture. I have many more, but I have to leave this one with you. Is it all right? And I'm talking about the King of Kings now and the Lord of Lords. I pray that this meal has filled you up. It has set a fire. It has set a blaze in your life to continue to do what God has called you to do. There was a man, and that man's name was Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed one. And he came from the virgin Mary. God used the virgin, which was Mary. Y'all know all of this according to your word, be it unto me. So Mary had to carry that word until it was time for her to deliver that word. How many know when you got a word, things are going to come against you because of that word. The enemy is going to try to get you to abort that word. He's going to send you all kind of disencouragement. But God is telling you to stand today. So after Jesus was born, guess what the word of God said? This is where they found him. He kept up with the customs. His parents kept him up with the customs, and when they got ready to leave, they were looking for Jesus. And when they found him, it said, After three days, they found him. Guess where he was? In the temple, sitting. I'm in mean Luke 2 46. He was in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. Look at him, young. Got away from his parents. Where did he go? To the house of God. Went to the temple. So you know how he was raised. He was raised based upon um, God, based upon kingdom. Listen at this. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. Now, Mary and them found him. And they were worried about him. You know what Jesus told them? He said, how is it that she sought me? Would she not that I must be about my father's business? You know what that means? In my father's house, didn't you know I was in my father's? Hu- Let's stop right there. That's what it means in Greek when it says I was about my father's business. It means I was in my father's house. He asked them, "You should have known where I was." Right. This is where we're supposed to be. When you have a place you can go that's teaching you truth, that's where your mind is being renewed. It's being transformed and changed. Ask your neighbor, why would you want to stay away from a place like that? Anybody got an answer? I'll give you one. Didn't you know I was busy? Who's too busy to be taught? We ain't too busy for nothing else. We ain't too busy to stay long hours at work. We ain't too busy to put in time in other places. Why we put God on the back burner? You know why we do it? Because we're allowing the enemy to have inroad in our house. We're putting everything before God, but when everything is all over and done, when something tragic happened in your life, what you want? God. And you had him all the time. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom. That's what we're supposed to be seeking. So this is what Jesus was uh, seeking. He was raised up that way. But guess what, y'all? It was time for Jesus' ministry to begin. When Jesus' ministry, before it begun, he had to have the power of God to come upon him. We talked about this all the time, but I'm getting to a place. The power of God had to be upon him. Once the power of God was upon him, Jesus got led in the wilderness, Jesus was tempted. He was tried of the devil. But guess what come out of this man? It was the word. Jesus was the son of man. Even though we know he was the son of God, he walked the earth as the son of God, man because he was in flesh just like we are. He was using this as an example to let us know this is what we have to do when temptation comes. But after all of this, guess what happened? Y'all know there was followers. He said what he had to say. But Jesus went back. To the temple. He began to teach. But then it said he went back to his hometown. Lord knows your hometown. Went back to his hometown. He began to go in the synagogue. And their custom was you come in there. And you read a passage of scripture. Let me tell you what this man. Had the audacity to read. In his hometown. The spirit. Of the Lord. Is upon me. Because he has anointed me. And he began to say what he anointed him to do. After this man said what he said, evangelist, he took a seat. He sat down and all eyes was upon Jesus. He said, what I have read, let it be fulfilled in your eyes. Let it be fulfilled before you today. These people were like, wait a minute. Is this not the carpenter's son? Because they knew what scripture said about the coming Messiah and what the Messiah was going to do. But listen what Jesus said. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He said, He is upon me. The power of God is upon me because He have anointed me to do. When you know that He have anointed you to do something, take a seat. Take a seat, get in your position, and don't worry about what nobody say. Walk in your position. Now, he ain't telling you to rule the church. The Bible says that Jesus was on the right hand of God, and he took a seat. Took one in heaven, but he took one on earth before he took one in heaven. Didn't he, Apostle? What am I telling you today? You wait no man to validate you. This sister here didn't wait on no man to validate me. I ain't wait on no man to give me no paper, didn't wait on no man to tell me who I was. I did like Jesus. Once God gave it to me, I took a seat. I rested in what he gave me. I went into the word of God and say, teach me to be whom you have called me to be. I didn't wait on a church to open a door and tell me to come in. I said, God, if you have called me for this, you're going to equip me for the call. Did I get talked about? Got talked about, got ridiculed. I mean, people just talked about me. Didn't bother me. I just kept on kept it up. Kept it. But guess what God did? He sent people to give me license. I didn't ask them for each call. I got a license. And it was because that's what man required. But guess what? Ain't nobody checked me at no door. They ain't said, let me see your credentials. Did Anybody check you at the door? But when they find out who you up under for truth, they're going to say, I know where you come from. Because they know what I teach. So what am I telling you? A church divided will not stand. I want you to drop all your credentials and everything that you're holding on to. And it's time to be taught. And if you don't want to be taught, God is not going to use you. He wants you to be taught kingdom first. Some people think I already know. I'm already an expert. Well, it should be some fruit with your label. Should be some fruit now. Because, Jennifer, if you out there talking to people and talking to people and talking to people, you should see somebody you're talking to, shouldn't you? You should touch whoever you're touching. They want what you got. Is that not right? Even a cat will follow you home give them some food. <laughs> they will never leave. So if you're giving them the food you're getting, somebody's going to follow you. Case closed. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Give him a hand, clap of praise. I'm just going to stop right there. We just honor God. We give him glory and we just bind every attack and every assignment that the enemy has sent out against us today, verbally, physically, financially, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally. Every demonic attack, that the enemy has sent out over against your life, I speak today that it has been broken in Jesus' name. And I speak right now in the name of Jesus, whatever God has called you to do, that God will anoint you for that calling, that God has already validated you. You don't have to wait on man to validate you. I speak that your heart will be open and receptive to receive the word of God, the word of life, because it is the word that will quicken you, that will bring you life. And God, I thank you that those that wait on their ministry, that Father God, you will do what's necessary for them to be where you will have for them to be. In Jesus' name. God, we honor you. We glorify you. And God, I tear down pride right now in the name of Jesus. And I lose humility over this house in Jesus' name. God, we give you glory, honor, and praise. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let the church say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Do we have any announcements at this time?